Welcome to Honest Money, your best guide to financial freedom. I'm Warren Ingram, the author of a few best-selling books, and I'm also an award-winning financial planner, and I've helped thousands of people on their journey to financial freedom. I'm not here to tell you what to do, but I am here to share my experience and the best ideas that I've learned, and I hope these ideas help you on your journey to financial freedom. Welcome to a very special episode of Honest Money. We're, we're actually joined by, by one of the Honest Money team, Tam, Tam Dalhazen, whose uh, responsibility is, is content in our business. Uh, welcome, Tam. Thank you, Warren. It's very stressful being on the side of the hot seat. So um, before we started the recording, you, you, you said you're having an, is it an adulting, adulting experience? That's exactly today. it. The 30s are a little bit too close and they're waiting for the adult card. So now I have to get serious about being an adult. So, so one of the joys of becoming an adult is, is uh, not, not necessarily doing podcasts, but, but definitely talking about money and starting to learn about money. Um, and what's interesting to me is in kind of watching your journey as you've, as you've been with us on the show, that it's gone, uh, it's gone from something that's kind of just something out there to now it's in your life and it's in your bubble. And it's something that, um, that, you know, even if it's not your most favorite thing in the world that you want to worry about all day long, it's something you know, you know, you need to do, right? hundred percent. I think this is also why I'm so proud to be on the Honest Money team and work for it because it's changed my life so much in such a short amount of time. Um, and obviously, there's been a lot of jargon and terminology and a lot of conversations that you've had that I've listened to that I don't quite fully understand because I'm trying to find that basic foundation point first. And obviously, this is why I've come to you now, because um, who who best to ask but you, Warren? <laughs> Okay, so so let's kick off. So so what's the what's the kind of first thing that's that's um, that's not bothering you, but the first thing that we we need to explain and, and need to get on you get you on your path. Cool. So basically, I know that step one to being on your financial journey is to try and pay off your debt, which I've done, have a emergency fund saved up, which I've done, and now I actually want to start my investment journey. I downloaded Easy Equities because obviously we've spoken about it a couple of times on the show. We see it a lot on our Twitter accounts. And I downloaded Easy Equities and was completely overwhelmed. Had no idea where to start, how much I should put in in the beginning, um, how much I should play around with first, you know, sort of sort of those kind of questions. Okay, great. So let's not um, tell everybody exactly how much you earn and how much you save and, and, and things, but let's talk about, <laughs> about the, the general guidelines to, to make sure that uh, you know, everybody can do the same sums for themselves. Uh, so, so I think you know, the how much should I save question is, is something that's, gonna, that, that's going to be different for a lot of us, but, but the, the way we get to the answer is the same for everybody. So uh, I think the first thing is it will, it will be determined by how quickly you want to get to financial freedom. And, and, and you know, for everybody, if you said, okay, you know, when would you like to be financially free? F firstly, I guess we have to just explain what that means because, mm -hmm. uh, because that will also be different for everybody. But, but there are some real trade-offs that you need to make when you make that decision. So, so just very quickly, what, 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 what's financial freedom? To me, uh, you, you've already hit two out of the three steps. So step one, become debt-free. Step two, make sure you've got an emergency fund which covers uh, three to six months worth of your normal expenses. Mm -hmm. And then the, the last step is then, okay, I, I now need to get enough investments that can pay me an income to cover my monthly expenses. 
so that any work that you're doing, once you've hit financial freedom, you're working because you choose to, not because you need the money to pay the bills. So why, why you need to make some trade-offs now is if you said to me, look, um, you know, I'm, I'm rapidly approaching 30 and I want to be financially free at 35, then probably it's not possible is, is the short <laughs> yeah. answer. Yeah. Uh, uh, but if you said, look, 40 or 45, then the, the, the truth is that is possible, but it means you need to make some real material trade-offs now. And, and trade-offs, I mean, that you need to say, well, almost, you know, kind of out of every 100 rand that I earn, I need to put away 66 rand in, into my savings and actually invest that money um, and the balance I can live off. And, and for some people, that will be just... I mean, it's just going to be way out of line. They're just not yeah. something that they either can do or that they're prepared to do. Yeah. So, so then the trade-off is to say, well, okay, if 45 is not, the, not a possibility, what about 50 or 55? Yeah. So then you can start to move on that scale. So you can start to say, well, okay, I think I can probably save kind of half of what I, what I, um, what I earn and I really want to kind of get to financial freedom as fast as possible. I mean, saving half of what you earn is a huge number. It's, mm. it, it, most people can't get that right. So, so I think that that first thing on, on, the, on the scale, Tam, will be kind of when you want to hit uh, your financial freedom goal. Um, actually, I really do love my job. And I'm totally not just saying this because I work with honest money. I really do. I like working and I'll get bored very quickly. So I would I really do want to work until I'm probably 55, 60, um, but not highly strung work where I have to have a job where I'm freaking out about money all the time. So I think it's just to make sure that I can retire comfortably. And I would be able to make that decision from 55, 60, that I don't have to retire with all these worries and these stresses. Okay. So, so that, that for me feels like a very attainable goal for, for someone who's starting where you are now in terms of debt-free emergency fund already. And, and then I'm thinking that out of every 100 rand that you earn, we're, we're talking probably about saving 20 out of every 100. Yeah. So. Yeah. As a starting point, that's what you need to kind of aim for. And just to remember that that 20 out of 100 is not the money that um, that includes saving for the next trip, the next car, mm. uh, all of that. It's pure long-term, you know, build, building up money. So, so I think that uh, if you're happy with that, then, then I think we, we're starting to get to, to kind of a, at least making that first calculation, which is, okay, this is how much I need to set aside. Okay. And, and then about where... Um, so, so I think the, the, there's certainly nothing wrong with easy equities as a place to start saving. I think we, we just need to talk about what you choose there. And as you say, um, it's a bit like walking into a huge macro, right? I mm. mean, you, the, you know, the, the, the ingredients are all there and now you've got to get your own, uh, if I'm, I'm going to use like a master chef mixed with macro analogy. So now yeah. we walk in, there are more ingredients than you could possibly use in your lifetime. And now you need to get the menu that suits you. 100%. Yeah. And that's exactly what's daunting is because you kind of see like, you obviously see the Satrix top 40, you see all these listings, you see all this data and the stats, but if you don't really know how to navigate it, 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 it really, it's quite hard to get all those ingredients together. <laughs> okay. So, so I think that uh, the, the, the two things to think about is um, when you choose the, the, your, your, your kind of core investment. So when you're starting out, the first investment that you're going to make, as far as I'm concerned, should be kind of the, the real core, the real foundation of, of how you build your long-term investment uh, portfolio. Okay. And that core, I think, should be largely invested in shares. It shouldn't be something where you've got 
a lot of money in cash or a lot of money in bonds, you know, government bonds or something like that. Because at your age, what you really need is you need to give your investments as much time as possible to grow for as long as possible. Okay. And 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 the investment which gives you the best return or the best growth over long periods of time will be shares as a general, uh, you know, as a general asset class. Uh, but the trade-off is that they come with enormous kind of a rocky road where where you yeah. you know you you kind of on the craziest roller coaster possible. Mm-hmm. So the the only way to kind of manage that roller coaster of the stock markets is to give yourself a lot of time. Okay. And, and so, so this is definitely long term. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So so you need to say to yourself that this is my kind of uh, you, you know 45 to 50 money uh, and and I'm going to set that aside now and I'm going to add to it as much as I can and give it as long as possible to grow. Okay. Got you. Okay so so now we've cut out maybe half of all the things that you can possibly buy on that platform but yeah. but that's still a lot of stuff to buy. And and then I think it's a case of saying uh, if you're going to choose shares, th- then just understand that, um, I mean, the, you know, we, we're always going to talk about the health warnings of investment. So that one health warning to understand here is when you've got your first 10,000 Rand saved, there is, there is going to come a, a month or a year where, where your 10,000 Rand is probably worth 5,000 Rand. Okay, and I'm, I'm, I'm really sure we're going to be doing a show there where you're going to be much, uh, much less happy with me and much more <laughs> aggro because now you've lost half your money. Um, and and the thing to remember is that's the benefit of of being in the stock market is it's going to do that to you. But if mm-hmm. you stay invested, you stay calm. The, the the down gets recovered and you get back more. You you actually will grow further than what you've lost. So then, what is is there sort of like a rule of thumb or anything to follow in terms of like how do you know when to take your money out? Because obviously, if if it is long term, it does need to stay. There does need to sit. But is there a certain turning point, or is there sort of data that you need to continuously watch and make an informed decision of when to pull it out? Uh, that's a great question. So, so my view is, if you were buying individual shares in individual companies, so you were buying a Microsoft or a Nasdaq mm-hmm. or a and pay or whatever, then you need to be really active and really uh, monitoring what you own and, 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 and take a lot more daily interest in what's going on. But if you're buying, I mean, you mentioned the top 40 index as an example, mm. there's very little you need to worry about because okay. that index will chop and change inside the investment without your concern. You're, you're not going to be worrying about what's going on in the index. You're, you're, you're worrying about the whole index and you're worrying about what, what value it represents to you. Okay. So, so my view is that uh, that you don't need to worry about that. The next time you plan to sell it is when when you start to draw some money out of it because it needs to pay you an income. Okay. So, so, okay. so I think it's it's as close to fire and forget as you possibly can uh, can can find. But I think we, um, you know, like like any good cooking show, we can't just have one ingredient, right? So mm-hmm. um, if you're going to do this, then, then I think you need to at least have two uh, two investments. One is, okay. and and I, I think there's nothing wrong with that top forty index, but I also think you need a world index to add to that. So okay. so just, just kind of just briefly, you know, you need something that says, okay, I've got, I'm going to have a portion of my money in the in the South African stock market. This is where I plan to live, where I plan to spend my money and time. But I also need to have exposure to other markets so that I get exposure to other currencies, other countries, uh, other kinds of, of investments that you just can't buy in South Africa, like gotcha. the big tech companies, gotcha. the pharmacy companies, et cetera. Okay, I was actually going to ask you offshore versus local. I mean, when do you know? And like, especially now starting off this um, journey, do you think is it 
advisable to maybe find my feet in the local top 40 first. And then once I'm feeling a little bit more confident, then I go to the international side or should I both do both at the same time? Do I split my money 50, 50? I always like to split my money half, half, you know, when I, firstly, when I don't know what to do, I go 50, 50. Um, and, and when I'm starting out, I go 50, 50. So I think, you know, out, out of every hundred grand that you're going to save, allocate 50 to the top 40 index and, and 50 to the world index. The only time that that changes is if you said, uh, I'm probably going to spend a lot more time and therefore a lot more money overseas than I am in South Africa, then rather bias the, the, the portfolio to overseas. But, but in the starting point, I would say, no, no, go, go half, half. Okay. Um, and and just focus on building that up, you know, gradually and you know where you can. If you get some extra lump sums, put in put in the lump sums as you can. But otherwise, try and do a monthly amount on. You know, if you're not doing debit orders, you know, one of the mistakes people make is that they put money into their account and then they wait and they try and guess where the markets are going. So so my view is, if you're not doing a debit order saving, then just say. On the fifth of every month, whatever it is, I'm going to put the money in. I'm going to close my eyes and I'm just going to buy. I'm not going to guess okay. what's going on in the markets because okay. the, the truth is none of us know what's going on. And then do I, would it be a safer bet to invest in companies that I know? So your big banks, you know, all of that stuff, or is it much of a matchness, whatever's on the top 40, that's, I can trust that my money is not, it's going to be safer there. Yeah, I, I feel... Um, I feel it's quite a tricky game to be in the in the job of selecting individual companies or individual shares okay. on the basis that that you or I have some kind of knowledge that 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 we've got an advantage over the markets over over everyone else that's out there. So I mean, just to think about in South Africa, you know, if we decided, okay, we're going to buy, um, we're going to buy one or all of the banks in South Africa, we, we're saying that we know more then all the pension fund managers, mm -hmm. all the unit trust managers, all the hedge funds, all of that, we, we have done better research that, than they have. And we have better knowledge than they have about what price to pay, when to buy, when to sell, all of those mm -hmm. things. And, and the truth is the best unit trust managers, the best pension fund managers and hedge funds don't even know. So, so my view is rather buy the index. It, it'll own most of the big companies in, in, in South Africa and some other companies as well. And, and then when you own the global index, the same story. And and it takes a lot less effort from you to do that than than now try to be in the game of of, of mm. share selection. Hundred mm, percent. Okay, perfect. So, in the grand scheme of things, it would be fifty percent into local, fifty percent into international, and it would literally be me investing in the top forty um, or whatever the case is, and leaving it there for the next twenty to thirty years. If there is a drop, don't sell it, don't freak out, just leave it. In fact, if there's a drop and you've got some extra money, uh, get greedy and buy more. Oh, really? uh, because I think that that's the thing about, um, you know, as a consumer, whenever there's a big sale, we all want to buy more, right? And, mm. and, and as investors, when there's a big sale, which means the markets have collapsed, um, then we get all afraid and we start saying, no, we, we want to wait till the sale's over until the prices are at their absolute highest and then we want to buy again. And, and that, it, it doesn't make good behavior as an investor. So as an, as an investor, you want to kind of do the opposite of what everyone else is doing, which is you want to be greedy when everyone else is fearful. And, and that means buy like crazy when you, when you, when you know the markets have taken a drop. Uh, but, but having said that, if you just set, do a straight monthly amount or straight debit order and you increase that every year as your, as your income increases, that, that's really all you need to do. I mean, I think 
we overcomplicate um, the, the saving game. Mm, there will come a time uh, when, uh, when you're, let's say, you're sitting on a million rands worth of, of, of savings where we need to say, okay, hang on, let's look at your overseas portfolio, for example, and maybe add uh, an emerging market uh, you know, index tracker to, to get a little bit more variety or, or, or something else. But I think uh, you know, to, to kind of start where you are and do the, do the monthly amount and just let it build up and build up and build up until you get to a million rand makes all the sense. I don't, I don't think you need to be too fancy with, with diversified you know, investments okay. or individual shares. Okay, yeah, I think that's the thing that it gets a bit confusing because obviously when you do start researching before you start your investment journey, there's a lot of conflicting advice. So it's, it's you know, and then there's short-term investments and long-term investments and you don't know where you should dabble in, especially in the beginning, because it is very scary, especially if you don't understand the terminology and if you don't understand how everything works completely. Um, so it is a learning process in the beginning. And Warren, in terms of, in the beginning, again, while I'm trying to find my feet, would you still suggest that I would put in every for every hundred rand it or whatever it would be 50-50? Do you suggest that I do that right from up front? Or should I put in like a thousand rand or two thousand rand a month and then start increasing it? Or would I go straight in with the money that I have available? Uh, the, the the truth with savings is that the the more money you can get actually committed to investments, uh, the earlier, the, the more you're going to benefit over time. So the faster okay. you can get your money into the markets um, and and get it working for you, the better. So okay, okay. There, there isn't uh, in this way. I don't really think there's a way you can dip your toe in and gradually, you know, like getting into a cold swimming pool. You mm. the best way to do it is is jump in, you know, head first. And, and I think the same with investments is you just got to make sure that you, you get the money working. Mm-hmm. And there, there are a whole lot of cliches, um, you know, you know that, that, that kind of older guys like me in the markets always kind of spew out. But one of them is about time in the market. Um, and that's the key here is the more money you can get into the markets and the more time you can give it to grow, the more um, your money starts to make money babies, you know, to, okay. to use one of those, those bank ads. So, so I think that to, to me, that's the, the, the thing to do here. Okay, perfect. And then last question. So downloaded the app, got some money sitting there, but now there's a tax-free savings account and there's an ETF account. How do I do that split? What Should I only have all my money in my ETF or should I have 50-50 again? Like what is the right ratio in terms of that? So the, 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 the tax-free savings accounts to me are, are really powerful, really great investments, actually. So I would try and maximize the amount that you can save in there. At, at the moment, um, it works out to 3,000 Rand a month or, or, or 36,000 Rand a year. So you can definitely buy both those, you know, the, the top 40 and the world index inside an ETF. And, and that makes all the sense to me to try and maximize your allocation to ETFs, uh, sorry, to the tax-free account first and then uh, to, to an ETF account after that. The okay. only thing to remember is money that you put into a tax-free, if you draw it out, which you're allowed to do, uh, you lose that, the, the amount that you've drawn out over your lifetime. So just to explain that, over your lifetime, you can do 36,000 Rand a year to a maximum of 500,000 Rand. So okay. if we get down the road and you draw out 100,000 Rand of your money in your tax-free savings one day to buy a car or something like that, you, ca- you can't put that 100,000 Rand back in again. So, so you've now lost uh, the, ca- okay. the lifetime capacity. So when you, when you ask that question, I mean, it's, the, the, the standard answer will be yes, maximize your tax-free, um, but, but 
you also need to be realistic to say, well, maybe some of my long-term savings I might need to access one day. I don't know why, but I need to be kind of protected just in case I need to do a deposit on a car or a house or something like that. Um, and, and so what I would say is, you know, maybe there you should, you should go half-half as well. Okay. So, you know, if you... If you've got more than three thousand rand a month to save, great. Then, then you then you do a, a, a you know you can do a split. But if you if you don't have you know three thousand rand a month, then maybe do one five into the tax freeze, one five into the ETF account. But still, you know, go half half into the um, into the world and the top forty index. Oh, thank you so much, Warren. It's so nerve wracking when you work so hard for your money and then you put it into something that you don't really understand. So just finding that trust. Is, is quite stressful in the beginning, but I know that once you find your feet and once you start understanding, it's, it's a lot better. But having these beginner tips really, really help. And it actually just puts my mind at ease. And I'm sure a lot of listeners as well. So what I'm looking forward to is the next show. Once we've lost you half your money in the stock market's crashed, and then <laughs> let, 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 let's see how let, let's see how how much you love us then. But um, but, but I think that you've got the right attitude. Is it's time on your side. Be patient. You know, um, you, you're kind of letting compounding work for you if you're just patient with the money. Uh, and and uh, you know, it'll be great. Actually, we should do these every now and then just to see how it's going. And uh, you know wh- wh- whether you're actually making money or whether it's falling falling apart around you, and 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 then you know it's the same journey that a lot of other people will be having. So it'll be awesome to to share the experience. Thanks, Warren. I really appreciate it. Joe. All my 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 close circle. Every time I go and ask for advice, everybody's like, I don't know, I don't know, Google. So that's when I went to Steve, and I was like, Steve, I need help from Warren. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. Thank you, Warren. This definitely definitely helps. So uh, th- thanks so much, Tam. I appreciate your bravery on coming on uh, on air. And uh, I- I'm sure the listeners will tell you that you were great. Oh, very honored. Thank you, Warren. Very, very honored. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Honest Money. If you have any questions, you're welcome to reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at Warren Ingram. Don't forget to subscribe. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Chat soon. <laughs>